0: Hi, this is Rachel Sherman, and welcome to the FitFab and 40-something podcast, where each week we'll discuss issues surrounding health, wealth, fitness, and wellness to help you navigate your way through your 30s, 40s, and 50s. Hi, everybody. So... A departure from the um, fitness focus for today's podcast, but nevertheless, uh, a very important topic for today. I wanted to chat about a really important and emerging issue um, that is affecting many of our families, especially those of us with preteens and teens, and that is the issue of online safety. So today on the podcast, I have Nicole Embra, who is the cyber safety tech mum. Nick is a mum to three kids and has studied and worked in the tech industry for the past 22 years. And a few years ago, she began her own business, um, providing consultations and advice around internet and cyber safety in the home. So welcome, Nick, and thank you for joining me today.
1: Thank you, Rachel.
0: Um, So what made you want to start
1: your own business in this area? Well, Rachel, um, it all started off with an incident in our own home. Um, I left my then six-year-old at my laptop and um, I went to tend to her sibling and I realised that I had been in my online banking that morning, that I had been, um, you know, like in my work emails as well. And I also knew from my tech career Mm. that not every link is innocent. So it might look innocent, um, but when you click on them, Uh, something inappropriate could come up. So uh, I panicked and I raced back, but she was still on ABC Kids' website, which was great. Um, And once my heart rate came down, I realised that um, technology was here to stay Mm. and she would be using um, the laptop more often and um, I had another daughter at that point and didn't know that we would have another one after that. So I thought to myself, you know, there are safety settings that I know of off the top of my head but I really um, became passionate about looking into what else was available and what the risks online were and how we can create a safer environment for our children and their online experiences. For sure
0: and I guess you know in the introduction I said that it's particularly an issue for those of us with preteens and teens but that's not really broad enough, is it? Because as you say, um, it was an incident with your six-year-old. And, you know, these days our kids as young as toddlers are playing on iPads um, and and phones and I I guess even just for ourselves, you know, those of us in 40s and 50s, there's so many different things coming in now that (laughs) we're not necessarily as savvy with. Um, so it's something really it's not just for for those kind of teenagers it's for
1: everybody yeah we're giving children devices earlier and earlier so um, you know and the biggest problem is that we're handing over a a device an adult device um, to a young child and they are not scared to tap and swipe (laughs) yeah so um, you know and and this is how um, situations happen where you've probably heard about parents being in a situation where their child has spent up big <laughs> on games. Yeah. You know, like I've heard of children picking up their parents' finger while they're asleep and placing the finger on the phone, oh. you know, with the fingerprint to open it up because the child knows that's how you get into the phone. Wow. And then they have innocently racked up these enormous bills. So, um, yeah, it's It really does start, um, Or internet safety starts from the time that you are allowing a child to touch a device. For sure. So tell
0: me a little bit about the services that you provide
1: as part of your business. Okay, well, um, what my preference is is to guide parents with parental controls and safety settings for their families. I take a very individualised approach. So um, I work with families to look at the types of devices that their children are using in the home and outside of the home, if they might have um, a phone, for example. Um, and i also look at uh, how the children are using it. So, you know, that could be um, talking about the types of search engines that their child uses. We look at the age of the children, and that's how I um, create a recommendation and action plan for the parents. So... If I'm doing an online consultation, I will then provide the parents with some recommendations and step-by-step guides on how to implement those parental controls and safety settings. And if it's someone local, um, I pop out to their home and I actually do it for them. So I actually touch the iPads and touch the iPhones and the gaming consoles and set up those um, safety settings for them.
0: Yeah, okay. So tell me... Tell me about some of the risks that we might experience, um, you know, whether it's certain um, sites or platforms or
1: apps that are particularly troublesome. Sure. Um, I think, you know, there's a raft of online issues that our our children face. And, you know, one of them can be um, just overuse, (laughs) Mm. You know, that's, that's the very first one. Um, you know, you're at risk of, um, of internet addiction. Yeah. Um, and then you're looking at things, any, any online platforms, games or apps that allowing, are allowing children contact with people they know and people that they don't know, strangers. Um, that's opening up a whole new world. So you've got, um, you know, you've got cyberbullying, You've got online grooming and online predators. Um, so you've got your in-app purchases for games. You know, so you might download a game that's free for them to use. Um, and if you don't have the right settings, all of a sudden they're purchasing things within that game, racking up a bill. Our children have access to um, online gambling platforms. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, just even without those online gambling platforms. And when you think about a, um, a child who is playing an online game, if it's something that's not age appropriate, um, it could be creating those gambling habits for them because these developers create them so that the child is getting, for anyone, whoever's playing, you know, like a hit of adrenaline at certain points. So um, once, you know, once they've had that, that hit, that feel good within the game, that win. Um, the developers then know kind of how long it takes for that to wear off and they're giving them another win. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, <laughs> it's setting them up for, um, you know, for wanting that hit all of the time, that dopamine hit. Um, you know, some other things that are probably a little bit more obvious are um, inappropriate pictures. So, um, you know, like adult content yeah. and inappropriate content. So I could do a search um, in Google, for example, and I might get a listing of, of content come up. But then I can click at the top on videos. I can click on images. I can even click on shopping. And I can tell you children make spelling mistakes. You only have to change one letter in the word six and you've got an entirely different word. Yeah. And when you click, when you click on um, shopping, for example, my goodness, there are things there I've never yeah. seen or heard of before. Yeah, um, And so that's, you know, these are the, the things that our children could be um, exposed to, whether it's out of curiosity that happens, or it could just be out of accident and yeah. that happens mostly.
0: Well, I know from experience how that can easily happen um, accidentally. Oh. Uh, at work one day, this is many years ago, oh. um, on a work computer though, although it was during my lunch hour I have to say (laughs) Uh, and we were planning a trip to New Zealand Um, and so I typed in ski nz (laughs) and so if it's all one word it's one word
1: (laughs) see and that's how easy it is yep
0: yeah, and so usually I would have typed yeah. NZ Ski, no, <laughs> not Ski NZ. Not Ski NZ. And, yeah, the things
1: that you know, came up really I was not when expecting. You, no, and when you're researching, Ski NZ is not, you know, like it's something that you can pop in. Anyone could. Yeah. Ski New Zealand, why not? Yeah. yeah. So, yes,
0: I, I completely understand how that can happen accidentally. And, yeah, you're dead right. So there are so many words uh, it, half a dozen come to mind you know just <laughs> yeah. automatically that kids could be looking yeah. up that as you say Look, one wrong letter yeah
1: yeah one wrong letter you know things like um like pretty little girls mm. that's innocent yeah but it doesn't always bring up innocent results yeah for sure so
0: I want to kind of talk about, I guess I'm going to relate this back to what I know. Um, you know, my daughter, she, she's um, nearly 11 and she's using like, um, uh, like your Minecraft and Roblox and um, those kind of platforms. How sure. real are the threats um, in things like that, uh, where, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, uh, like, a, I know the Roblox, there's chats that come up on the side or something. Yep. How real are the threats um, for things like that? Okay.
1: Well, um, Minecraft and Roblox are probably two separate things. Yeah. So Minecraft can be played solo and um, it can be kept in quite a, a safe environment. Um, and it can be played with other players, which again creates that online chat. Um, however, you can connect the children to um, child-friendly servers, which are monitored um, and, you know, they, but it's a safer environment. Mm. Uh, Roblox, on the other hand, um, they say it has some parental controls built in, but it's, you know, <laughs> it's very iffy. Um, look, it's not just the chat. It's also the sounds. Um, So I don't know if you've sat with your daughter while she's playing, but um, you might hear that there's a bit of background music and um, it has happened that that background music has turned into, I'll call it bedroom music. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, you know, so they're not only seeing inappropriate um, words and chat, but they're hearing inappropriate things as well. And um, the other thing to remember with these online platforms is that online predators are experts at what they do. Mm. So they're going to go where children are. Mm. And Roblox, for example, is somewhere where a lot of children play. So that is where the online predator is going to be. And um, they know exactly how to find a particular child to groom them. Mm -hmm. They will actually start out approaching a number of children and they'll start to narrow it down because they'll begin to realise which one is responding to them. Um, which one's not being supervised, which one is playing it at, at four in the morning. So more likely not being supervised mm-hmm. and more likely to take a risk because they're tired, they're alone and you know their frontal cortex isn't developed enough yet to say, stop, this yeah. might not be the right thing to do. Yeah,
0: so... <clears throat> Uh, apart from not letting them on these things to begin with, Mm -hmm. what can we do to keep them safe from these threats? Because, I mean, as you say, technology is here to stay, um, you know, and and these apps, these platforms, these games, they're here to stay. So um, and the peer pressure comes into it with the kids and and friends and their constant nagging to go on there. (laughs) And sometimes you just get in. Yeah. So what can we do yeah. to keep them safe?
1: I like to talk about um, the internet safety toolkit. And this is something that, um, you know, there are a number of items that I think parents need to have in their internet safety toolkit. Um, and the first one is to set um, boundaries. Mm-hmm. I talk about family technology contracts and these contracts are designed to um, agree on how technology is used in individual homes, because they're going to look a little bit different for each family. Um, And it's not about, this part isn't about managing screen time, it's about um, how the devices are going to be used safely. So where will they be kept? Um, How will they, you know, where will they be charged? Uh, Where will they be used? Not in the bedroom, not in the bathroom. You're getting really specific because children will find a loophole yeah. if you say to them, you know, you can use it in the lounge room because that's a common area and we can see and hear what's going on, but you can't use it in your bedroom. Next thing you know, <laughs> you're in the bathroom with the door shut. Yeah. It's like, well, you can't use it in there. And they're like, well, why not? You said I couldn't use it in my bedroom. So it's really getting very specific with them about, um, you know, when they're going to use it. Um, talking about, um, you know, blackout times when there's no question that they're not allowed to use their device, say at the dinner table. Yeah. So, um, so that's you know one thing within our um, internet safety toolkit, creating boundaries and guidelines for their use. Um, another um, item is, um, you know, constantly talking to them about online dangers. Yeah. and you know the best place to do that like it's really hard to sit down with the child and say okay well now we're going to talk about online safety that's that's just not <laughs> doable so what you're looking to do there is um you know anything that you see in the media yeah you might say to them oh did, you know did you see that just then um i you know someone was approached on snapchat and then they were asked to talk on facebook to someone they don't know You know, what would you do if that happened to you? Mm, That mm. sort of thing. Talking to them in the car is a great place. A, they can't escape. Yep. (laughs) Um, B, (laughs) there's no eye contact and children will often um, talk more freely when they don't have to actually look at you. Yeah. And walks are also great as well. So having those um, open and honest conversations and having them frequently. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that you want in your internet safety toolkit um, are some parental controls and safety settings, or it might be a, um, you know, like a cyber safety solution. There are a number of them out there that you can use in your home. Um, Now, I think it's important to talk to children about what you're doing and why you're doing it. The reason why is because our children gradually grow to teenagers and, you know, there will be a time where they'll say, hey, I don't think I need this parental control anymore. Mm-hmm. That conversation will happen, but um, what it will turn into is more sitting with them and talking about um, setting privacy settings within their social media accounts. So um, yeah, kind of it kind of evolves from making sure they can't access anything that's not age appropriate to helping them understand how to safely manage their social media accounts. Yeah. Um, so that's. That's another tool. Um, and the, the last tool is um, parents need to have is a list of go-to's or some resources that they can refer to because um, throughout their digital parenting journey, they are going to come across numerous stumbling blocks or questions about their um, that they, you know they don't know how to answer. You know, for example, you know their child wants access to a particular app. Is it okay? Um, so you know, having a couple of places that they know of that they can go to straight away. Places like you know, eSafety.gov.au, mm. um, CommonSenseMedia.org is fabulous, yep. um, and also um, the Telethon Kids Institute have an app called Beacon. Um, and Beacon can be downloaded onto, you know, the parents' parents' phone. And basically it's um, you you can tap away to your heart's content. It's full of cyber safety information, and a lot of it is condensed information pulled directly from esafety.gov.au and commonsensemedia.org, so you know what you're getting is um, valuable, you know, trustworthy material.
0: Yeah, and I can list all of those in the show notes too. Um, what, a big thing what you, that you just spoke about was having that conversation mm-hmm. with our children. Do you, how much do you think that they really take in in terms of the threats and, and, and knowing how to be safe um, on the internet? Do you, yep. think, do you yep. think that they understand the risks?
1: I think that we're talking about it a lot more in society at school and at home. And so they probably are starting to um to understand. Yeah. Um, but now that you mentioned that, one thing I do like to do is to talk to children about um, real, life, um, sorry, real life playgrounds yeah. and the rules that we have when they're playing there. So do they talk to strangers? No. Do they accept gifts from strangers like lollies? No. Would they leave with them? No. Would they arrange to meet up with them somewhere else? Absolutely not. And these, you know, these real life um, safety measures that we teach them, even about crossing the road, we can transfer to um, online safety Mm -hmm. rules. Yeah. Um, There are so many things that we're teaching our kids today in real life. And we can transfer that same theory, um, you know, to what I call the digital playground where our kids are playing. Yeah, for sure. So I think that's a really great way to help them understand yeah, absolutely, and it's, you know, it comes from them as well, you know,
0: for them, they learn to be respectful, they learn to be kind, they learn not to say things about other people, um, you know, and that, That's right. that should obviously translate again digitally as well. Yep. So um, I suppose moving on obviously from that uh, into the cyberbullying area, um Mm -hmm. how how are we best to deal with that kind of thing like do we know that it's happening as much as it is
1: okay well um my answer to that would be that you need to know and look out for the signs that your child is being cyber bullied so some of those signs might be that um they don't want to attend school that their mood has changed drastically um that they're kind of becoming very withdrawn they might um, hide their screen from you as you're going past Um, you know not want to partake in the normal things that they like to do outside of school whether that could be a sport Um, you know it it might be um, just a family activity like the traditional um, bike ride on the weekend Mm. so and look it uh, it is difficult because a lot of our children are also going through hormonal changes and yeah. it can be a very similar sort of set of symptoms. But um, if you notice that happening suddenly, then um, it's possible that your child is being cyberbullied. Um, but by having these um, open and frequent conversations with them and by having some boundaries and guidelines in place whereby, whereby I always suggest that you put consequences down the bottom and Consequence doesn't have to be taking um, a device off a child mm. um, because I think that that is what quite often prevents a child from coming to a trusted adult and saying, um, I'm having this problem yeah. online. Yeah. Um, they're very frightened of that device being taken away. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's, it's important to explain to them <laughs> um, that they can come to you with anything um, and for parents i say if your child comes to you and they're being cyber bullied that it's really important for um for you to listen to the whole story and try not to panic i know that is really hard yeah. but just to listen to what's been going on and reassure your child that they are safe with you okay because they they're very frightened Um, And so they're they're looking for that reassurance of safety. After that, um, I would direct um, any parent to the eSafety.gov.au website. And The reason why is because they have some beautifully set-out processes on, um, A, how to speak to a child about cyberbullying, but B, collecting the evidence and what to do with it. Right. So don't delete anything. Don't respond to cyberbullying, if it's another child please don't approach the other child's parents if it is someone at school um you know you should let the school know what's happening yeah. but take the appropriate channels sure
0: i guess it comes down to having as you say you've and it's the theme that's kind of come through the entire conversation we've had and it's It's being open and honest with our kids and having that conversation and that communication with them throughout about the safety, about the risks, about, um, you know, expectations as well. Um, And I think we have to understand that the world is a different place to when we were children um and you know the it's a bit different to the game boy that we used to play um (laughs) it's it's a whole it's a whole nother thing and as you say it's here to stay it's only going to become more prevalent and we're going to experience it more
1: yeah we we are in a, a unique situation parenting children um in a in a um environment that we didn't grow up in for sure absolutely
0: Are there any, um, is there anything out there at the moment that is particularly worrying for you, like that you've come across that you're like, oh, that's that's getting very scary?
1: Oh, look, Rachel, I think there's a a heap of scary things out there. Um, I think um, the scariest thing is hearing parents provide their child with an internet-enabled device and then walking away. Sure. Um, Yeah, that probably is what scares me the most. Um, The internet is a wonderful place. Our children can can read on there. They can create digital art, music, um, you know, contact um, relatives through FaceTime overseas that they wouldn't normally get to see. Um, It's not that the internet is a truly bad place, but it's teaching our children that um, there are strangers on there. Mm. who are up to no good yeah yeah so So just teaching them to take the wheel and steer in the right direction for sure
0: moving now to just general online safety for all of us um are there what are your top tips at the moment for what we should all be doing to make sure we are safe um, just as as adults um just in general to make sure that we're you know say your top three or five tips um to make sure that we're doing the right things for all of us on the
1: online yeah okay um well i suppose um with safety there's a little bit of a crossover with security when you come to adults because um you know like with children we don't want them to see inappropriate images with adults it's like well you know, you're probably old enough to process that and move on. Um, But (laughs) there are some things that adults should be doing um, and that is always signing out of um, anything that they're using, whether that be their banking or their emails, um, you know, just an app. So I use Canva all of the time. It's important to sign out of that. And um, like Canva is just a graphic software, Mm. but in the back end, are my payment details Mm. so you know it's it's important to always sign out of anything that you've been using on your device Um, and i also say um changing passwords (laughs) i know everyone will freak we've all got so many passwords Uh these days but please don't be using the same ones for all of your um all of your software and your apps because um if god forbid Um, someone did access one of your passwords the first thing they're going to do is trying to get into everything Mm. with that password so you know that's something that we can teach our children having strong passwords and not sharing them with anyone even their best mate um, and changing them regularly Um, that's really important and I'd also say to parents that um, they should have on their devices and also their children's devices, some kind of antivirus software. So um, I use Norton. That's not to say they're the best. I just use Norton. There's yep. McAfee. There's Pursky. um There are a lot of um, different types that you can use to um, make your device more secure um, and less susceptible to things like malware. Yeah, for sure. So. How do we go about
0: trying to remember all the different passwords? Like, you know, it's going to be that question's always going to come up.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, there are some very reputable like password lockers that you can use. There's First Pass. Yep. Um, or is it Last Pass? <laughs> I think it's Last Pass. Okay. I think I just made a new one up. Anyway, um, yeah, have a look. There are some very reputable ones. Always look to see. Um, like do a little bit of research yourself to make sure that it's something um, like I know um, Norton that I use, they've actually got something inbuilt that um, you can use to manage your passwords. Right. Um, so, yeah, there, there are things that are available that are secure that you can use. Please don't just go into, you know, iTunes, the Apple App Store and just download the first one you see because um, it's probably not as secure as it should be. But, yeah, there are a lot of secure options available for storing and referring to your passwords.
0: Awesome. Do a bit of research on it,
1: though. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
0: (laughs) Now, to finish off, um, we're in um, some of us in lockdown, some of us in school holidays. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we're spending a lot of time, um, you know, whether it's homeschooling, doing Zooms and doing online work, but we're all spending a lot of time in front of a computer or on a device. Um, For all of us, and I guess
1: particularly for the kids, are we spending too much time online? Yeah, that's a really great question. And my answer is that um, although time is of a concern, hours upon hours upon hours is not healthy, just like um, only eating chocolate bars is not healthy for our body. Um, And there are a number of physical um, things that you need to think about from having been on screens for so long, your eyes, your neck, um, gamers, fingers and wrists. Mm. Um, But what I would like to point out to parents is that it's important to know the type of content your child is consuming when they're online. Yeah. Um, so there's a big difference between um, reading a book online or creating digital art online compared to um, sitting in front of YouTube and having it autoplay video after video after video. So, um, you know, that, that would be my biggest piece of advice to parents is to... Um, yeah, know what content your child is using or how they're consuming their device or what they're consuming on their device. Um, because, yeah, if it is educational, then our, our worry <laughs> just goes down a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah, if they're sitting there um, just mindlessly clicking from game app to game app and watching YouTube, then it's time to say, okay, um, let's go and do this. And um, that brings me to a very important point. And I know that it's really difficult, um, you know, for families that are in lockdown and for families who are on school holidays because lots of parents juggle full-time work with, um, you know, children on school holidays. They don't get to have holidays as well. So um, what I say to you is plan, plan, plan. Mm. Um, Yeah, so if if you have things to do, I mean, not 100% of every minute. But if you have a flexible plan for each day, we're going to the park this morning, um, then we'll be having lunch and then we'll be you know, reading our favourite book together. If you have some kind of loose plan, it means that the child is less likely to gravitate towards that device. For sure. Yep. Awesome.
0: Well, thank you so much for providing a bit of an insight um, into the online area. Um, and giving some fantastic tips in terms of um, safety and security uh, and, and dealing with our, our children in the online world. So um, we really appreciate your time today. And, um, oh, did you have any further words or tips that you wanted to offer, Nick?
1: <laughs> um, yeah, look, just be present with your children while they're, bit, while they're online. The parental supervision is key. But I'd like to thank you very much, Rachel, for um, asking me uh, on today. Uh, it's been a pleasure to chat with you about my favourite subject.
0: Wonderful. It's been lovely to meet you. And, um, and I guess also if people would like to contact you to organise their own consultations um, and uh, um, some time with you, you're able to do that in person and online
1: as well, aren't you? Correct, yes. So um, you can find me on my website um, or through Facebook if you think that's easier for you. Wonderful.
0: Thank you so much for your time today, Nick. Thank you, Rachel. Thanks for listening to the FitFab and 40-something podcast. As always, I'd love it if you could take a screenshot from whichever platform you're listening on and share it on your social media. And don't forget to tag FitFab and 40 Something Podcast on Instagram. Until next time, see you later.